take out your pen and paper and get writing because you're listening to the world through words. I'm your host, Julia Summerfield, and this is your one-stop shop for everything writing. From plotting to your first novel to the details and structure of the hero's journey, the world through words is your tool to learn it all. So let's get writing. So this week, we're talking symbolism. Symbolism, if you haven't heard of it before, is the meaning hidden in objects or repetitive themes. If you have read the book The Road, you'll know fire is a really big symbol there, but to kind of give you an idea, it's like the characters kind of use fire as a symbol in the book for society. So if the characters cannot find fire, they cannot find society. They'll see smoke on the horizon and that's the place that they go to because that means oh, there's fire, there's civilization. Fires, like when they're building and burning fires is when they find people or they'll keep a fire themselves or say that they're carrying the fire in the sense that they're carrying civilization. And the author is putting this fire around as a symbol. Symbols, though, can be done in many, many different ways. I use symbols periodically throughout my writing and honestly almost anything can be a symbol. There might be symbols that you see in writing that an author did not even intend to be a symbol. Symbols are very lenient in the sense of what they are and even what they mean because as a reader you can draw a ton of conclusions that the writer didn't intend or as a writer you might write in symbols that go completely over your reader's head. So the most common symbol that I see is hiding symbols in objects in something that the characters are seeing, kind of like I talked about with the fire. So you might be hiding it in like, say your characters keep seeing flowers everywhere. Anytime they go to a certain area or there's like periodically in certain houses, they walk in and they describe there was a rose sitting in the corner. And you as the author are tying this rose to mean something, maybe nostalgia or home-like. So anytime they go into a certain place and there's a rose in it, you're immediately being like, they saw a rose. And then you're giving kind of that brief description of that area. So now when a rose is seen, it's kind of seen as homely and safe. So when they go into a place that doesn't have a rose, now they're missing that aspect. So that is like an object way that you can use symbolism. It can also be an object that the character is carrying on themselves. So say the character has like a necklace that they always wear. It's like a necklace of some gem and they always wear this. And then one day they lose that or it breaks. That necklace could represent innocence. Their innocence gets broken when the necklace cracks or they lose their innocence when it's stolen by somebody. You could do really, really deep and really dark meanings with this kind of symbol. You can do stuff that's very, very real without ever having to say it. That's the super nice thing about symbols. If you want to write with themes that are heavy, but you don't want to write the actual thing itself. So say you want to write in a tragedy to a character, maybe somebody dies, but you don't want to write about death. You could use a symbol to do that. So maybe they have this photo they always carry of their mother with them. And then that disappears. That's gone now. That could represent their mother passing away. And so you have that in the beginning to kind of symbolize they lost their mother without actually discussing death in the book, but alluding to it using your symbol. You can also have repeated symbols of the same type of thing. So this ties into what I was saying before with fire. You could have 
like or even with the rose you could have multiple of the same type of flower like roses or just flowers and anytime you see flowers that symbolizes the same thing or nature nature like heavy naturey things so a bunch of different flowers can kind of connect to the nurturing aspects of the character or again like home and then as soon as they're in a place that doesn't have a lot of plants at all your readers immediately clued into that they're in this place that's sort of foreign and strange to them compared to somewhere that's really like familiar and home-like so using plants to symbolize that is a really common way you can also use stuff that's less common like using Again, like what I was talking about at the start with the road, fire, the author uses different types of fire. He's not just using a flame. He's using candles. He's using light in general. Like you can really play around with the different ways stuff is illuminated with light if you want clarity and understanding because darkness usually means lack of understanding, mystery, missing pieces. When there's light, you understand things. So you can be very clever about using light as a symbol. You could place light around like in an actual bright place outside so it's dark and night a lot of the time and have that light really be impactful when it happens or have little bits of light come in as sort of like using the same general thing in different forms to be a symbol. So a character's carrying a candle, they're bringing knowledge to someone else. Say your character meets this girl and she's almost described as glowing symbolically. That description of glowing is kind of tying her to knowledge. So there's a lot of like really tying in with different objects. There's a lot of slyer ways to do symbolism too, like with colors. This is a fun one, using colors as symbolism. Describing a sky as red, orange, yellow, different colors can trigger something in a reader's mind, but you can also make it mean something. You could have a character be in like a certain shirt color. This is really popular in film. So like if you're writing a movie, you can kind of clue in like different color contrasts to what you want people to be so that they stand out more. So say you have a character who's always upset, they'll be wearing blue. You have a character who's very excitable, they'll be wearing yellow. Or you might add a tint to the whole theme of things. So like everything's bluish light, sort of dark and dreary, or yellow lights, brighter hues. Color can be very meaningful in a story if done correctly. You can also have meaningful colors to your characters. So your character's really fond of a color and you can kind of have that mean something to them so whenever they're wearing that color they're referencing something that happened previously but also color descriptions like pay attention to the color of hair eyes clothing if you're drawing that out to your readers like you're writing that in distinctively because normally you don't mention every single detail of what something looks like so if you're very much drawing out on a color think about what that could mean if you have an object that's dangerous make it red if the world kind of feels like it's ending have the sky be red you can do a ton with colors just like you can do a ton with seasons and temperatures books I, I know I do this. I don't even think about the season. I just write my books in the season I'm in. But a lot of times the seasons do have meaning. And remember that winter is cold. That means death. Fall is kind of reap what you sow, approaching death. Spring is life and birth. And summer is kind of that middle ground, the sort of stagnant, your midlife. So keeping in mind what seasons mean and what temperatures mean 
can be really important. If you're writing um, like a cold apocalypse book, you might want to put that in winter because that's going to immediately trigger the voluntary cold and dead feelings that your readers get when it's winter for them. You can also use weather to symbolize things. Think of when it rains in movies. What do you think rain means? It's usually romance, fertility, heartbreak. Rain has a lot of meanings too, and weather can as well. Sunny days are happy, stormy days are angry. You can do a ton with that, and I know that feels cliche, at least to me, but it does really help your reader along if you're trying to make a big point. So thinking about using everything to your advantage when you're trying to make a huge point is super important. Another thing that's like could be used to make a big point is actually physical actions. And again, this is gonna sound cliche, but going south is bad and like how flying can represent freedom, these big physical actions to make a big point. So at the end of, you'll see a lot of Studio Ghibli movies do this, at the end of the movie or when the character's finding freedom, they'll actually be seen flying. And Studio Ghibli does this endlessly. Hell's Moving Castle, think about at the end of that, she's not flying herself, but they are in a flying, you know, house. That's kind of symbolizing letting go or becoming one's true self, freedom from some oppressive state. So you can do a ton with symbolism. Symbolism means everything in books and can be used to hide a lot. So now that we've basically touched on some of the general types of symbolism that you might see most commonly, I want to actually read a piece and we'll go over like what the symbols are in here so you can see how those symbols or close to those symbols are used in text. So here begins our piece. There was a girl who stood on the outskirts of the world. She thought about everything she was and had ever been in her life. The end of her dress blew in the ripples of dead ashes, which stained the ends of her hair that had once been a beautiful blonde. Against the orange sky, they appeared black, like the strands of mud on her cheeks and clothes. It was safe to say she was a fraction, a simple piece of what she had once been. And so the world has ended and I stand alive. It's over. Yet still, still I am nothing. It was almost like the words were spoken by a ghost. As she said them to no one, whispered them. Maybe they weren't said out loud at all. For all that was around her was the city that burned. Everyone was gone. She was the only one, with the world to herself and no one was there to remember her. Okay, that's the end of that sample, but I wanna talk about some of the symbols here. The ends of her dress blew in the ripples of dead ashes. That is a symbol. Dead ashes represents leftovers of disasters and fractions of what's left. You might not notice that right away, but that is as the piece was intended to be a symbol, or the reader could even pull that out as a symbol. Against the orange sky, remember what I said about colors? Colors are important. And here's how you can kind of use colors in writing. Against the orange sky, they appeared black. So I'm using multiple colors in this piece. There's black and orange. I think I also mentioned her hair color too. So all of those are, yeah, beautiful blonde hair. All of those are colors and those can trigger some emotion in a reader. But the biggest one here is the orange sky. Note the color because orange isn't red and red is usually what we associate most with danger. Orange is kind of more in that yellow light category. 
So it's not supposed to be like there's an immediate threat. This orange is not saying, oh, there's immediate danger. It's saying there is diminished danger. So once there was immediate danger, and now that's kind of passed away into this orange color. So something bad has happened, but it's now over. So the threat's gone for this main character. She's no longer in danger, but she was once in danger. Like the strands of mud on her cheeks. So that line, mud, mud is also a symbol. Who wouldn't think that because it's just mud, but it is. Mud talks about what happened was messy. To the reader, this is cluing in that she's been left distraught with a different appearance and possibly personality than previous. Mud is hard to clean off. She looks different, or in this case symbolically, is different than she was before whatever happened happened to her. So this mud's kind of stuck on her. It's going to be hard to wash off and it might possibly stain her hair. Notice I talked about how her hair is stained. It might stain her. She's different than she was before and she might never be the same. She might be traumatized for the rest of her life, which is really sad to say, but um, you know, it's cluing the readers into that without actually stating it. If I don't want to get in and talk about that, I just leave this clue and now the readers can connect that themselves. Later in the story, there might be more hints to it, but it's without actually stating it, which can be really ideal for a reader and a writer when you're trying to have things hidden in between the lines. For a reader, it makes analysis fun. And for a writer, it's giving you something to work with that's building up the intensity and kind of designing in between the lines while avoiding you from having to write something that might be too difficult or deep or that you might not feel is appropriate to write into the story other than between the lines and hidden meaning. The last one we're gonna talk about as a symbol here is burned. Maybe they were, weren't said out loud at all. For all that was around her was the city that burned. Again, this is past tense, eaten up. This refers to a fire. The city is burned down. That means her hopes and dreams burn down with it. The city's burned, her future's burned. The person she once was is burned down. It's not just the city. In this case, that burned down is everything about her as a person. Though this sounds like it's describing things around her and her physical appearance, this is all just a description for what has happened to her and how it has affected her. So that's a brief example of what symbolism will look like. Before we conclude this episode, I really want to tell you why you should be using symbolism. So I'm just going to say a few things, and I just want you to hear me out. Like in that story, um, there are what I talked about, writing between the lines, but symbolism can also be used to create irony. It can establish major themes like peace, death, and conflicts. So you can use symbolism to kind of hide conflicts around or make fun of your characters without them knowing about it. You can hint at the real reason for writing the story, like the main meaning. What is your theme? Your symbols can point to that in the road. Fire is used as a symbol, but it also points to the theme of the novel, what the author wanted you to get after reading the novel. It can help the reader make associations, so using different symbols can help tie the reader's thoughts to what you're showing them, which can be really nice when you're reading something and it feels kind of jumbled up. Having a symbol to tie your ideas together is going to be very, very nice for the reader. It does kind of feed them things in a way that they get to analyze. It can also be used just to reaffirm ideas and create a more engaging atmosphere. You don't want your book to be boring. You want to make it interesting and you want your reader to know that they're getting the right idea from your story. 
So using symbols to kind of be like, hey, look, this is the direction I want to go in and kind of nudging them that way and reaffirming that really can help the reader make connections. And then it also, I put this one in here just for my personal thing of what I get out of writing symbolism is that it makes me feel smart. It makes your writing seem smarter. Like you have symbolism, you were clever, you clearly thought this out. It does make you seem smart. But symbolism can be unintentional. Like I said, the readers might draw symbols that you didn't intend and you might just go with that. I have definitely written unintentional foreshadowing, symbolism, a lot of the most random stuff I do in my book is not because I mean to, just because I'm writing and then I go back and read it and realize, oh, that's kind of cool. Like even the piece I read just then, I did not intend for all of those to be symbols, but they did come out as symbols and I analyzed that like a reader would have separate from the fact that I wrote it. Because honestly, I didn't think about symbols much while writing it, but there definitely is a lot of symbolism in that piece. And I do have pieces that are more symbolism heavy than others, but symbolism is really, really all up to the writer. And it, it does make your writing more intriguing in the sense that there's more stuff in there. There's more hidden things. There's more messages. And there's a lot more things that you're trying to tell the readers without actually telling it to them. So with this going forward, I want to say happy writing to you guys all. I hope you have a great rest of your day and thank you for listening to The World Through Words. I'm your host, Julia Summerfield. Again, this is The World Through Words and thank you so much for listening.